Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Microfamous Podcast. We're talking about one of my favorite authors, Dan Kennedy, and his biggest success in infomercials and what podcasters can learn from it. This comes from his book, My Unfinished Business, which is more of an autobiographical essay book. So if you ever picked up one of Dan Kennedy's other books, like the No BS series, they have a super distinctive style. And uh, this is uh, very, very different. It's more reflective, more introspective. It's a lot of inside baseball stuff on direct marketing. There's some hilarious stuff in here about you know being on speaking tour with, uh, with Tony Robbins, which apparently did not go well. Uh, and just some other really interesting, fun stuff about uh, people that you might know. And, uh, and just some, some great stuff about the life of someone who really built his a business on his terms, uh, a, an introvert, kind of a curmudgeon, uh, although I'm sure he plays that up a little bit more than maybe he really is, um, but someone that really built a business on their own terms and used marketing to get there and operates in the space of coaching and consulting where we all hang out. So let's start with a quote from the book. So he said, ironically, my biggest success was the cheapest infomercial I ever produced. There's a very, very big marketing lesson in this, and I'll tell you the lesson in advance of the story. Lesson, it's all about the pitch, the proposition. When you have a really terrific pitch and you can present it with people who are authentic and believable, you don't need celebrities, beautiful settings, Hollywood production values, or other trappings. End of quote. Okay. So if you're curious about what the infomercial was, it was for the gold by the inch uh, biz opportunity. So the first version was produced for under 15 grand at a time when the average infomercial budget was 10 times that. Frankly, we looked at uh, like resh- we later reshot the exact same show with slightly better lighting and sound to get it on a couple of cable networks that refused to air the quote ugly one, which I like. I love that. So he literally calls the first one he produced the ugly one, and the only reason they even reshot it at all. Uh, was just to get it onto a couple of other cable networks that refused to run the original that was shot because it was so ugly. However, it was wildly effective. It ended up running for eight years. He says later on in the book that it was one of the most successful things he's ever done. And it was one of the longest running, most profitable campaigns he's ever done, all for a grand total cost, 15 grand. Okay. So what's the lesson in all this? Well, when he talks about the pitch in the context of an infomercial, what I would call that is that's your messaging. And at the core of your messaging is your clear and compelling idea. So gold by the inch, it was just a really interesting idea for its time, right? I don't know that it would work today. Probably wouldn't. Obviously, gold is getting so so valuable, and you probably don't want to sell it. Who knows? Uh, but it may not work today, right? It's, it may not be an idea that is right for this time, but it was an idea that was right for its time. So in its time, gold by the inch was a clear and compelling idea. And because of that, he didn't need all the trappings, the, the super high-end production value. He didn't need Hollywood spokes uh, people, which he did use for a lot of his other infomercials back in the day. And I think there, the lesson here for us in the coaching consulting world is that at the core of everything we do, the most important thing is that we have a clear and compelling idea at the root, at the heart of our business, that when the right people hear that idea, they go, holy cow, I, I never heard of that. I didn't know that existed. I've got to learn more. And it gets them up off the couch and moving. If we can't do that, it's going to make everything else in the business slower and more sluggish. Now, the, the interesting thing about getting to, the, to real clarity in your messaging is that that's some, and now I think, interesting mental work, but it, but it is mental work. It's hard mental work. It's a lot easier to write a check and try to make that problem, that challenge go away, which is, I think, what a lot of people in coaching and consulting try to do. So if you think back to the time when you had no money, obviously you tend to throw your sweat equity into a problem, right? You, you work at it. You work yourself out of the problem because you don't have a lot of money, so you have more time. And so you throw time at the problem, right? That's, that's an, a natural thing to do is 
when we look at solving problems in our life and our business, we're going to look around and we're probably going to use the most abundant resource we have. So if you have more time than money, you're going to use time. As that, as you get more successful and that flips around to where you have more money than time, well, then obviously you're going to start looking to that resource and you start to go, okay, well, I have this problem. Let's write a check to solve it. The problem is that doesn't always work. Uh, I saw uh, an Instagram ad uh, the other day, just as I was scrolling through, and uh, it was about how to sell, you know, the, the claiming basically that the key to selling higher ticket and raising your prices as a coach or consultant is producing higher quality video. It's literally the opposite of what Dan Kennedy would tell you to do. And it, it just, it struck me as so funny and it caught me so, uh, it rubbed me so much the wrong way because I, I do believe that is a lie. Uh, when you talk about quality level, there are certain expectations that need to be met. When somebody turns on the podcast and you are recording it from your phone in the car or, uh, or you're, you know, you sound like you're in a tin can because the microphone's four feet away from you on the other side of the desk. Well, you know, whatever. Yes, the audience will respond to that and go, that doesn't meet my expectations. But once you're a podcaster and you have a microphone, like, like a $100 microphone I'm talking into right now, and it meets that minimum quality level just to where it meets the expectations. And when they turn it on, the volume level is what they expect. The quality level is about what they expect. It's not massively lower, right? You've met the expectations. At that point, your job is mostly done. And throwing another five grand into a podcast studio or a super expensive microphone with an amazing audio digital audio converter that you have to mess with and learn the settings of, like that stuff just doesn't make enough of a difference to justify the investment 99% of the time. Because the audience, once you've met their expectations, if you go beyond them, you, you very quickly hit that point of diminishing returns where they don't care as much as you would like them to, right? What they now care about, as long as you've met their expectations with the, the quality of your content, as far as the, the production value, then what they care about is, are you speaking to me? Are you speaking my language? Are you, are you speaking words that I care about? What is the idea behind what you're communicating? And I'll give you a great example. Uh, so my good friend and, and my old CEO that I've had on the show before, Frank Klesitz, uh, by the way, his episode on puffery and messaging is amazing. I got amazing feedback on that, that episode. So go listen to his, his conversations a few episodes back. But a few years ago, he dropped something like 10 or 15 grand on these super high-end professional videos. And the agency was awesome. They did a great job and they produced these really great, I think a handful, four or five of these super high-end kind of explainer videos. This is what we do, you know, different aspects of the service, how to record yourself on camera, because that's what they do. They're a video marketing agency and all this stuff, right? So, uh, so they brought in, they did this super high production value videos. However, if you actually look at what drives sales, the printed testimonials on that they've had on their website for years that they just keep accumulating. They've got probably hundreds. Uh, they just keep accumulating these amazing testimonials. They're, they're not fancy. Um, he started at one point uh, sending out a production crew to film them and, and, and step up the quality. But the bottom line is the thing that actually makes the most difference to his prospects is what do people say uh, about him online? What do they say about the agency in Facebook groups? What, what's going down in the behind-the-scenes conversations at events in the hallways? What's, when, what's being said about their agency there? And the overload effect of having just testimonial after testimonial after testimonial on the website in printed form so that you can just scroll and scroll and scroll and you just keep on seeing testimonials. That, even though it's super low tech, has much more of a psychological effect than super high-end production value video explaining their service. So it's less about the, the quality and the production value once you've kind of met those, those basic expectations. 
and it becomes more about the content that you're producing. So if you have a podcast, for example, and this applies to any other form of marketing, but we're going to do podcasting as an example, and you want to grow and reach more people, especially in the B2B world, where I want your focus is on the content first. Obviously, make sure that you're producing that and, and meeting people's expectations of the quality level of your podcast. Don't be recording it from your phone in your car. Make sure your microphone isn't five feet away on the desk on the other side. You know, when you get on to, to you know, jump on Zoom to record, make sure that it's actually picking up your good microphone, right? That, that happens where it, some setting changes, you know, while you weren't looking uh, and all of a sudden it's not picking up your, your good microphone or something like that. Those, those things can all happen. Uh, in fact, elsewhere in the book, Dan Kennedy says like he can't count the number of times he's hopped on to do a teleseminar for hundreds of people and his phone line would just create a bad connection. Uh, that stuff happens to us all. We're not talking about the exceptions to the rule. We're talking about once you meet that minimum uh, level to where when somebody turns on your show, they hear what they expect to hear and the quality level that they expect to hear by their experience with other shows. So once you reach that minimum quality level, it's way more about the content. Focus on content first. Be obsessed with the content. And I think here's how you improve the quality of your content and make sure that you are delivering the message that actually gets people talking and gets people listening, consuming, and sharing your show. It's about getting out there and talking to your ideal listeners, your ideal clients, get in their head, find out the language that they use, uh, read the Amazon reviews that they leave for your competitors' books, for example, or take 15 minutes and uh, actually schedule calls with people in your market, influencers, the people that you want to sell stuff to, the people that you've already sold stuff to, whatever. Uh, get as much communication, as much research uh, as you can on the languaging and messaging that your people already use uh, and it's all a form of like the the old marketing adage of like getting into the conversation that's already taking place in your prospect's head, right? That's the most important messaging for you to know is not necessarily what you want to talk about or what you're passionate about. It's it's finding out what's going on in the heads of the people that you want to impact and then matching what you want to talk about with what they want to hear about. And it's not always easy. I will never pretend that that's an easy thing because it's not. If you are naturally already good at it and you're in tune with the zeitgeist, kind of the overall, you know, gist of what's going on in your market, that may come naturally to you. And there's some people like that and great, more power to them. But if you're not like that, there's nothing wrong with you. It just means you have to have more communication with your market to better understand the conversation happening in their head and look for every possible conceivable opportunity you can to do that. Uh, one of the things that I've built in on the rec recommendation of a client, by the way, was not my own idea because uh, I'm more introverted, so I would not necessarily do this naturally. But built into my email follow-up system is every single month that I have um, a you know, month's worth of content for, um, for my nurture system. So every, within every month chunk of content that goes out, uh, one of those emails in that month will be a feedback email where I'm asking a question like, hey, what would you like to me, for me to cover on the podcast? Hey, what kind of introvert are you? Like, whatever it is, it's different for every month. But every month I have a feedback question that goes out to my email list that I'm building and it asks them for feedback that tells me something about them. And I read and respond to every single one of those emails that comes back in because it tells me something about the conversation going on in the heads of my people. So I want to I want to pay attention to when I'm reading those emails, I'm, I'm looking at what are those interesting turns of phrases or terminology or whatever words they're using? Is there anything in there that I can use? 
you know, uh, one of the ideas for, I think last week's episode came from talking to another podcaster behind the scenes. And I listened to the language that she used and I ended up using it as the title of the episode. It was the one about introverts being social lepers. I thought just that turn of phrase was so great. That's literally the conversation going on in the heads of my audience. And if you're wondering that, you might uh, want to go back and listen to that episode because that that is what introverts are wondering. Are we the social lepers of 2021? And that was such a great phrase that I immediately turned around. I documented it as soon as I heard it. I kept track of it. I put it on my Trello board for the podcast. And then I turned around and did an episode about it because I know that that's the conversation going on in a lot of people's heads right now. So I think Dan Kennedy was absolutely right. Um, it's less about the high production value. It's more about meeting the standard expectations of what people expect to see for whatever format of content you're producing. Once you've met that, investing and throwing money at the problem is not going to solve it. You're much better off throwing time to get to know your audience better, get to know the conversation taking place in their head, and then adjust the way that you present your message accordingly to match up the things that you want to talk about with the things that they want to hear about. If you can get those two aligned, then your podcast or your marketing or business will grow much more easily without you throwing more money at the problem. So that's where I'd like your focus to be. That's what I encourage all of my clients. Anytime they want their podcast to grow faster, I always bring them back to the content and what is the conversation going on in the heads of their people and how can we align those two things? Because that to me is the key, not throwing money at the problem with more production value and bells and whistles. So if you got anything out of that, let me know. I appreciate it. Throw, uh, throw a review uh, up on Apple Podcasts. That's always super helpful. Uh, more reviews uh, feed the algorithm and help the show reach more people. Uh, if you really enjoy this and you know of an introverted coach or a consultant that would resonate with it, send it to them, share it with them. I appreciate that as well. And definitely uh, you know, respond to the emails that go out. Tell me what's going on in your head. Tell me the concerns, the questions that you have, the things that you're thinking about. Just email me, matt at pursuingresults.com. And uh, because I want to make sure that I'm covering those things in my content too, right? Like I want my podcast to grow faster. We all do. Um, so I want to make sure that my message is aligning with the conversation that's going on in your head, the things that you think about when you go to sleep at night, the things you think about when you wake up the next morning. The more that I can, you know, get the micro famous message in tune with that, the more successful I'll be. And that's what I encourage anyone listening and all of my clients to do the same. Focus on the message and aligning with what your ideal people are thinking and feeling and expressing in words every single day. That's more of the secret to growth than high production value. So throw time at the problem, not just money. All right, that's it for this week. If you, uh, of course, if you ever want to launch a podcast, you are in coaching, consulting, or thought leadership, you want to reach more people, especially entrepreneurs with a message. You have something to say, not just something to sell. Reach out, uh, hit me up, matt at pursuingresults.com. Uh, we'll set up a call. You can also check out our website, pursuingresults.com for the product, uh, production agency, or you can go to getmicrofamous.com just to learn more about my uh, point of view on introverts and introvert marketing, the fast track with all of our templates and systems for podcasting and all that fun stuff. It's all there, getmicrofamous.com. Go there and uh, check all that stuff out, and we'll see you on the next episode of Microfamous.